What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Shooter Pass podcast. On behalf of Baseline Times, this is one of three co-hosts, Chevy here, as always. As mentioned, we are officially in the NBA offseason here. Just want to welcome in my other two co-hosts, Robbie, Gabe. Welcome. How are you guys doing? My brain is fucking scrambled. That's how I'm doing right now. How about you, Bob Vanderway? Bob is doing great. But as for Gabe, Gabe is doing fine, you know. I'm just here drinking my daddy juice, you know, relax as hell, ready to go. Relax as hell. That's the way to be, man. I'm sure after a long NBA season and taking an L in the finals, guys, Ugh. you're here to have some fun, right? Come on, here we go. We already getting off on the wrong foot. Come on, man. We just got to soak it in. It's only been a week. It's only uh, been a week. Soak shit in, man. Get that shit out of here, bro. Let's go. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start my shit talking right now because oh, okay, in case ahead. you guys don't know, Talk Chevy shit. and all his little LeBron lovers are supposed to be dropping an episode talking about how much they love LeBron for like an hour. So if you're interested, definitely check out Views from the Baseline if and when it ever comes out because the first time around they recorded it, uh, somebody's audio didn't get recorded so they have to record it again. (laughs) That's free promotion at the top of the show. I love it. So Chevy, who's on on that podcast? Who are the LeBron lovers on that podcast? Run, Tell me the names. Well, I mean, I was going to promo it at the bottom of the show, but if we're going to promo it at the front, that's great. Uh, you know, so shout out to Demario Jackson, Chris Cormier, um, two guys you definitely know, Gabe. Yeah, because I beat him every year in fantasy football and basketball. I know him very well. <laughs> Motherfucker. Please check that episode out. Yep, on our, on our sister podcast, Views from the Baseline. But yeah, that was a fun conversation, and we will have it up. Don't worry. You forgot. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris got Metro, so his phone line always going out. Oh. <laughs> Yo, whenever we do drafts, his shit always cut off. He, 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 uh, the room, he enters the room. He leaves the room, enters the room. He got, he got Metro. <laughs> so, I think that's just uh, a sign that maybe you shouldn't re- bother wasting your time recording the episode <laughs> at all. It just means we'll prevail. It may not be the easiest way, but we will prevail. And if it's you a, don't, great episode. you can count on us. <laughs> to laugh at you on the next episode of the shooter pass podcast all right where can the people find you guys at i'm tired of this (laughs) boost mobile (laughs) i hope he wasn't recording boost mobile Mobile. we're sorry if you want to partner up with us we will give you good press anyways you can find me at robin hood with an h and a y on the gram and the twitter uh, Gabe XL on Twitter and LG84 on the gram. And as always, at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Come holler at me. Check out at Baseline Times on Twitter and Instagram as well. We've got some pretty cool faves and fades on there for fantasy football. We've got some uh, nice hot takes, some betting takes, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a great uh, football weekend, I would say for myself, guys. How did you guys do this weekend? You know, all right, Gabe. I mean, wow, three and three. Oh my goodness, the Miami Dolphins have a 500 record. Funny you say that. I'm three and three in Demario's league, and when I was one and three to start oh. this season, your boys on the come up. I'm just saying, they, nice. know, they know I'm coming. They feel me. They feel me. I'm coming. No pun. Man. No, the 2020 season is a wash. Let's just forget about it. Let's just Probably move on to 2021. It's gotta, yeah, it's gotta be hard for you, Robbie. I mean, what did you guys get? Like a, almost a three week break. <laughs> Not even being able to see your people team for had three COVID, weeks Chevy. Be safe. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it's the home week break. Bro. Not everybody has it's hard. antibodies, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I mean, it would be hard, you know, for not me. Everybody, I... Not everybody can go to the freaking hospital in, in Washington, hey. D.C. and get yeah, a bunch look, of shit into his veins and have him fair. walk out on stage a few days later trying to dance to the sure. YMCA, okay? Okay. Yeah. Have some mercy on us. We're not that's used totally. to losing. Let, let me just yeah, say it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just not fun for you. To be fair to Cam Newton... You see why Tom Brady left that team, right? They got no weapons. Now, Kim got to run all over the field. I mean, they didn't get anybody in the offseason. You know, they got Edelman, but come on, dude. He's not number one. So, you know. Yeah, we definitely need another receiver. We oh, need some weapons. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, it's going pretty good. Mr. Aaron Rodgers over there wants to do a Key and Peele. Bro, that done had me cracking up. A little, wow. you know, little acting skills and then couldn't <laughs> score a point after that. Oof, so, man, uh, good after that. let's go, baby. Let's go, Mr. Tom Brady. Looking good. Oh, ironically, Gronk comes alive. But, yeah, it was it was a good football weekend for me, guys. So, But uh, we're here at a basketball podcast, so we'll get to that. I'm excited for this episode today. So we have a couple of new segments to debut and make this a little bit more fun in the offseason. First, we'll give you a round of the shoot or pass, as always. Then I'll introduce to a segment called NBA Soundtracks, which if you're a fan of the Warriors, Cavaliers, and Hawks on this episode... We're going to pick a soundtrack for your team's season that just passed. So stick around for that one. At the bottom of the show, we will select our all-clutch team for the 2019-2020 season. That also is a new segment. Shoot or pass. As always, you guys know the drill. I will read a statement. If we agree, we will shoot. If we disagree with this statement, we will pass. First shooter pass here. Ty Lu is an upgrade from Doc Rivers for the head coach position with the Los Angeles Clippers. Robbie, we'll let you go first. Shooter pass. Ty Lu, the uh, man right now. Pass. And to me, it's less about what Doc Rivers achieved or didn't achieve with this team and more about the gigantic task at hand that Ty Lu will have as head coach of a Clippers team whose chemistry issues were not only seen on display on the court, but more and more reports come out about their chemistry issues off the court. We've heard about the players basically rolling their eyes when Paul George was giving a speech in the locker room after their Game 7 loss to the Nuggets that got him eliminated from the playoffs. And we know about the heated exchange between him and Montrez Harrell on the bench during that same game. Uh, more recently, Trez and Lou Will had to come out and deny reports that they were upset at the fact that Kawhi Leonard was allowed to control his own load management. I mean, if he couldn't work to repair this as an assistant coach on that team, could he really do it as a head coach? I mean, he didn't have much to do when he was a head coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He had a finals caliber roster and he had LeBron James leading that team. And he, LeBron James was, we all know LeBron James was the leader on the court and off the court too. Um, I just don't think we have enough of a sample size of what Ty Lue can do without a LeBron James on his team. Um, and we know that Kawhi and Paul George, you know, all by superstars are not the players that LeBron is. Um, to me, this just appears to be another effort to build a roster that's completely geared towards stopping LeBron. And they're going to be that same team that's never even going to get the chance to play him in the playoffs. So it's a pass. He is not an upgrade. Doc Rivers didn't do shit either. Yeah, I'm going to go shoot in a sense that he's taking over a team with a legit superstar on Kawhi Leonard. 
So, you know, like you said, uh, like Robbie mentioned, he inherited a team with LeBron James and they won a chip. It basically boils down to chemistry, like she mentioned. You got to keep these egos in check. If he could do that, you know, it shouldn't be rocket science to get these guys to play well and to win a championship. So, you know, if, if those rumors are true that, you know, Kawhi was doing his own load management and all this other things and the guys are fighting, all, you know, on the court and off the court, I feel like Lou is the one that can rein him in. So um, if he can keep LeBron James ego in check, even though we all know LeBron was the leader of the court, you know, the team doing whatever he wanted, I feel like Kawhi Leonard is a step down, and that shouldn't be so hard to do. But like you said, it all boils down to ego. If you can keep those guys in check, keep them holding each other accountable, you know, I feel like, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's legit. He can do what Doc Rivers couldn't do. Yeah, yeah, Gabe. I think we're on the same path here. I've definitely got to shoot with this one. I think he's a little bit of an upgrade. It's not a huge upgrade. It's funny because when I saw him sitting next to Doc Rivers, and every time the camera pans over, it's Ty Lue right next to him. It just seemed like it was just going to happen at some point in time, whether it be midseason or if the Clippers couldn't get any better or if they showed signs of not being able to secure, you know, be in contention for the first or second seed. I think Tyler would have stepped in. They would have fired Doc Rivers. Fortunately, it worked out where Doc Rivers survived the entire season here. Um, but I, I got to shoot for the purpose of we, we kind of saw Ty Lue do this before. Nobody kind of knew, you know, what was going to happen after David Blatt in Cleveland. Especially, you know, going into the playoffs. I mean, they, they won the Eastern Conference. Then you're down in the finals. You know, uh, the Warriors are up, sorry. They're 3-1. It's that 1-3 deficit. You come back from it. I mean, you still have to manage and prep for games. You still have to coach rotations. I mean, those are part, parts of things that, you know, coaches still do um, on the floor. Uh, regardless of what you believe behind the scenes with, like, a LeBron James-led team. And then it, it's Kyrie Irving, guys. Come on. Do we, do we believe that Kyrie always abided to, like, what, LeBron wanted to do. I, I, I kind of find that hard to believe. So I'm with you, Gabe. I think at, at some point, should he be able to get the chemistry going? I'll give him some credit there. So he's a little bit of an upgrade. All right, shooter pass with Daryl Morey out in Houston. We can conclude that Morey ball has been a failure. Gabe, let you go first. Shooter pass. Daryl Morey the man, or he's a failure? Well, I'm going to say shoot because remember, these guys in 2018 was one game away from the finals. If you remember that game seven when they played uh, the Warriors at home, they missed damn near every three-point shot they took in that game. I mean, <laughs> if you just make a couple more, you win that game and you advance to the finals. So I feel like he had the right formula in place to beat this that Warriors team, which would have been a different you know scenario going forward. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. And from that point on, it's just been you know exit after exit after exit. But uh, if the Daryl Morey era is over. Wouldn't we say the same for James Harden? I mean, this experiment has gone on long enough. Dribble, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. It's a, it's a boring style to watch. So I'm guessing those two are kind of uh, birds in the same boat or whatever the term is called. They're kind of in the same boat. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the Harden era is over too. At least in Houston it is. Huh. I'm going to take that same playoff series that you just talked about and turn it around a bit because I am emphatically passing here. Look, did the Houston Rockets organization make some questionable roster moves that ended up hurting their team more than helping them? Yes, absolutely. Getting rid of guys like Chris Paul and Clint Capello was a mistake. But you can't deny the fact that since Maury has been with the Rockets, they have never been below the ninth seed in the Western Conference. They've always been pretty competitive. They didn't stand down and just wait for KD to leave the Warriors. In fact, 
they probably could have beaten them in that 2017-2018 season uh, playoff series against the Warriors had Chris Paul not suffered a hamstring injury at the end of Game 5. He basically followed the motto I do in life. Throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. Is it always effective? No, but you gotta respect it. Therefore, to me, Maury Ball was not a complete failure. Yeah, I gotta go I gotta go ahead and basically say that it has not been a failure either. So I gotta pass on this one. Uh let's let's kinda look at the timeline here. 2012, 2013, he gets James Harden. That was uh, season one with James Harden. Ever since then, the Rockets have not missed the playoffs, right? So that's eight seasons later. And then he's attempted to make signings and trades to obtain uh, you know, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, and now Russell Westbrook. The 2017-2018, you guys summed that up pretty much there. They're pretty much almost you know, one game away from going to the finals. I mean, is that Maurice Ball? Chris Ball got injured too in the series, you know? You, you, as a GM, you put the team together, right? It, it, the injury man it sucks mm-hmm. um then i think about this guys as a magic fan if you look at fans of cities like in new orleans uh you know the hornets the grizzlies the kings the knicks and we can go on for a couple other franchises what gm is making moves like this that brings in a star player and then tries to at least you know throw shit at the wall and see if it'll stick you know i mean maybe that probably was his weak point i mean i just don't think they've had a core stayed together for what more than like three years at the most you know you had Capella hang around there for the last few years uh you had you know Russell Westbrook this is this is the first season with them I mean Chris Paul sent like spent like what two seasons there so it to me it's just like little experiments he's trying out so I think that could be a weak point for Maury but I don't know like you guys mentioned again early on in the eight the first eight years uh you had them facing the Spurs with Kawhi uh Golden State's dynasty was just coming about and brewing and then KD and Russ were still in OKC. Remember, right? So you still had that tough Western Conference to get through. And then basically, you're telling me that he's keeping a Rockets team relevant and one that, you know, won um, 64 games in the midst of all this. He kept them relevant for a few seasons on top of everything else happening in the NBA. LeBron comes over to the West. Kawhi, Paul George wanted to go to the Clippers recently. Um, and then KD joins in on in 2017. So I. I mean, he's kept the team relevant. As a, as a Magic fan, as a, anybody who's, I mentioned team prior to this, it, I don't know. Would you rather be mediocre and have like an AC, you know, oh yeah, we'll just draft and get to the AC. Or would you like to be competitive and be be in the moment and try to compete for and And, we, and the fact of the matter is, that, you know, all three of us here have had conversations about the Rockets being pretenders. Guess what? I've never been able to have a conversation about the Magic being a pretender or a contender. Or should we talk about them being contenders in about eh, a little over... I want to say 11 years now. So there's that. They're always pretenders. All right. Shoot or pass. Victor Oladipo's interest in joining the Miami Heat is higher than the team's interest in him. Rob, shoot or pass? I'm going to say shoot. I just don't think he's worth the risk for the Miami Heat at this point. He didn't appear to be back to playing at an elite level consistency consistently in the bubble at all. Uh, he's definitely not a max player anymore, in my opinion. So, if that's what he's expecting, bye. But he have bigger fish to fry next offseason with Giannis as a free agent. My thing is, considering that Miami's championship window is open right now, who knows what can happen over the course of a season in an Eastern Conference that's expected to be much more competitive next season. But, you know, even then, I, 
I feel like Oladipo needs Miami way more than Miami needs him. So mm -hmm. if we were to get him at a real good price, fine. But if not, on to 2021. Yeah, we're going to keep real short and simple. Shoot. Like, it's cute that he has interest in the Heat, but no, 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 no. Him being on the Heat just means he's going to take away from the development of either Tyler Hero or fouling, flailing Duncan Robinson or even out of bio. He requires you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy with Jimmy the insult against my lord and savior, Duncan Robinson, okay? I'm sorry, I'm sorry Duncan Robinson. But like you said, Oladipo needs the ball to be effective. So if the ball's in his hands, guess what? It's out of someone else's hands. Plus, you already have one alpha in Jimmy Butler. You don't need two. Obviously, if you want another alpha, it's got to be someone that's better than Jimmy Butler. And besides, you know, Pat wants a whale, not a blowfish. So, yeah, we're going to shoot on that. Ooh, I like I, that. I want to shoot. You know, that, that, look at you, Gabe. I got to shoot with I'm you guys. Saying. Come on, Heat Nation. I'm with you on this one. <laughs> uh, and I think, you know, Miami go, should go big or go home. That's my opinion. And that's right. Exactly. All eyes on Giannis Antetokounmpo. You yep. know, if it doesn't work out this season, wait till the 2020, you know, one season uh, starts up in, in that summer. But yeah, I, I would say shoot on this one. You know what? If you can't get him for the right price or a good price, you know, screw it. Uh, Gabe, you brought very good points about the offense, about having the ball in his hand. He does demand the ball to be effective, obviously. And uh, quite frankly, you know, if, if I'm, I'm believing in Pat Riley, I'm believing he's going for the bigger fish in the sea. So mm -hmm. shout out to you guys. Yo, we went deep with these quotes today. Throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. <laughs> Pat Riley wants a whale, not a blowfish. Make sure you guys credit us, okay? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y, at LG. <laughs> they already know. KBXL, baby. Give us our credit if you use our quotes. You got it, people? True. All right, it is time for NBA soundtracks. I'm definitely excited for uh -oh. this new segment here. <laughs> and so basically, uh, we picked three teams on this episode uh, this time around, which we will associate a song based on their season this year. And uh, so far, if you're a Golden State Warrior fan, Cleveland Cavalier fan, or an Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks fan, we've got songs to associate. Uh, first, we'll start off here with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Gabe, you want to go first? Tell us your song to associate with this year's uh, Golden oh, State Warriors. <laughs> sure, why not? Okay, so I got a song. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good, guys. He's drumming saying, up uh, the I, momentum here, the suspense. I, I, tr I try my best to use some lyrics or at least a few words or a few bars from the song to match up with the team. So off the top of my head, here's what I came up with. It's a song from White Snake. White who? Yeah, White Snake from 1982. It's called Here I Go Again. So, you know how the Warriors, they felt slighted and disrespected before KD arrived and after he left. Like, oh, no one gives them credit for doing anything right or whatever. It's a flash in the pan. So the song, you know, I don't want to sing it, but it goes, you know, Here I Go Again on My Own. Oh my so, God, I know that song. You know that song. Okay, there you go. So, you know, that's just them with a the chip on their shoulders. Like, all right, we're going to do this things our way. So, um, and then it's, it's like going down the only road I ever known. So, um, pretty much it just shows that <laughs> that road is championship street. And, uh, they've been on that road for a few years, you know, in the past, what, five years. So, you know, that's the song I'm using for Golden State Warriors. The song is actually about the breakdown of lead singer David Coverdale's marriage. That's my, that's my pick. Okay. All right. Interesting. I have to probably Google that one. Yeah, <laughs> I won't lie. I'm not no. For all of our time. time. Yeah. For all of our time. Oh, yeah, I even know that song, Chevy. 
Wow, yeah. Chevy, how you don't know that, bro? You're a DJ. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to Google that one. Oh, yeah. Full disclosure, guys. Chevy should be shining in every song choice he makes for every this team is in this segment because he is a DJ. We are, Gabe and I are not fucking DJs. We're not. We're not. True. But true. we're going to try our best here. Oh, the pressure. My song, my, the soundtrack that I have selected for the 2019-2020 Golden State Warriors season is Bounce Back by Big Sean. Mm, okay. No, yeah, that's, that's really good. That's a really good one. Okay. That's not so, okay. Why? <laughs> Golden State Warriors took a big ass L this season after losing KD in a sign and trade deal to the Brooklyn Nets, losing Clay Thompson for the season. Um, with a torn ACL, he suffered in game six of the 2019 NBA Finals. Uh, Steph Curry was also out for a while after breaking his hand. Uh, Iggy was traded to Memphis and eventually ended up playing for the Heat. Uh, but but we all know that they're expected to bounce back with the returns of their stars, and they have the number two pick in the NBA draft. And so a couple of lyrics that obviously stood out here uh, in the chorus. Last night took an L, but tonight I bounced back. I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. self-explanatory there. In the first verse, um, Big Sean says, Click star studded like the Paramount Mountain. Everything I do is righteous. Betting on me is the right risk, even in a fucking crisis. And then in the second w- verse, he says, N-word, I'm taking back control. The underdog just turned into the wolf, and the hunger steady grows. Yeah, I call shots while you call off. Never taking summer or fall off. When you stay that committed to it, you just fall down and never fall off. Golden State Warriors are looking to regain control of the Western Conference as underdogs to the Lakers. I think we can all agree that a lot of people are going to be jumping on the Golden State Warriors bandwagon next season because that's the team that they're betting on to dethrone LeBron James and the Lakers out West. And assuming that they achieve this, then we can say that their 2019-2020 season was just about them falling down, but not falling off. Excellent. Wow, Excellent. Damn, that was a good choice. Drops oh, yeah. the mic, struts away. Okay, I mean, wow, there's a lot of Fantastic. pressure on me, but after that, you know, next week I'm looking. So DJ right. Chevy. Ooh, we got a whole fellow now. <laughs> For the Golden State Warriors here, I'm actually going with California Love by Mr. Tupac, and uh, just because California, California Love, love. It, it represents pretty much. They need some love after a long, unexpected losing season. Uh, Robbie, you just recapped very elegantly uh, how they started off losing KD and then the injuries right after. Then, honestly, Gabe, we talked about this. Who the hell was starting in that lineup besides Draymond Green? I don't know. Uh, So they need a lot of love. And I think they're getting a lot of love right now per Stephen A. Smith. He wanted to jump on immediately after last week of the Los Angeles Lakers winning the championship and claimed they better watch out for the Golden State Warriors, so they are getting some love, and um, I, I just, I just think you know, it's a song that represents California overall because you have the Lakers, you'll have the Clippers, now you'll have good old Golden State back in, and I mean, it, it's a, an obvious song, guys. I don't have to say much. I mean, the whole song, damn song, about California, and uh-huh. they're, they just know how to party. Um, and if you guys look at it, look at me, look at the last, I don't know, five, six years of NBA champions came, came out of California. True. True. Okay, okay. This election, I like that. All right, uh, next up, the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Gabe, you want to go first? What song do you have for the Cleveland Cavaliers? All right, so I'm sorry. I got I got to hit you with Bone Thugs, first of the month. The only thing I can correlate this to is the first-round pick. They need first-round picks to help that team win. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I tried with Cleveland. They're I so think awful. I that's still good, Gabe. I'm, it's the best that I got. You're getting like a, an, a virtual pat on the back from me. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, the first of the month. Boom, 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 boom. That's all I got for like quite a long time. Word. That's How about it? you, Robbie? First song for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Season. My soundtrack for the Cleveland Cavaliers 2019-2020 season is Brand New Day by Sting. Oh. You- Now, obviously, since the departure of LeBron James again from Cleveland, we all know that the Cavaliers were expected to be in full rebuild mode for a while. They ended the season with a 19-46 record, which is technically an improvement over the 1963 record they had in the previous (laughs) season. As they got to those 19 wins in 17 fewer games. Um... I guess another positive for this team during the season was Colin Sexton, who really progressed in his second year. Uh, This season, he was averaging 20.8 points per game, which was up from 16.7 in his rookie season. And who knows, maybe he, him and Darius Garland will be the backcourt of the future for the Cavs. They also got rid of head coach John Mayline for J.B. Bickerstaff, um, who seems to be, uh, you know, his record was five and six before the lockdown, but it appeared that the players were happier playing under him. Uh, Andre Drummond was also a good addition to the team. Maybe Kevin Love, maybe seeing all of this, Kevin Love will say, you know what, I'm going to stick around because this team has pieces that look promising. So some lyrics that stood out in the first verse, um, how many of you people out there been hurt in some kind of love affair and how many times do you swear that you'll never love again how many lonely sleepless nights how many lies how many fights um to me that's just kind of like their relationship with lebron and how lebron toyed with them a couple of times you know he left he came back and then he Savage. left again and won a championship with the with the lakers um and then let's see how could it be that you that what you need the most can leave you feeling just like a ghost? And, you know, that again attributes to LeBron leading the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers to be ghosts in the LeBron, Eastern troublemaker, Conference. isn't he? He's a troublemaker, that guy, LeBron. So, you know, it's, it's a brand new day. Like the chorus says, it's a brand new day. Uh... You know, let's turn the clock to zero and basically start start up a brand new day. And so, you know, with with the chorus, I'm thinking, you know, there's reason for hope in Cleveland after the departure of LeBron James. There's there's no reason to keep longing for him. Accept what he brought to this team and to the city and keep moving forward because it looks like you have some pieces that if they're developed property, properly can do something. Mm. Maybe. That- I don't know. This is really good. This is going to go hand in hand. Hear me out, guys. So okay. the song I chose, the song I chose is Memories by Maroon 5. This song right here, man, gets me every time because I know if you're a Cleveland Cavalier fan, you're singing this because the drinks bring back all the memories. The memories bring back you. Some lonely nights in a bar. You want to know why this song, ladies and gentlemen? Because the man that raised the finals MVP trophy last weekend is missed in Cleveland. 
the memories bring back you, LeBron. Can you imagine? Come on. You're a Cleveland Cavalier fan. You're seeing LeBron four years later lift the same trophy in a Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> so I, I, brought, I picked that song uh, just based on everything that has happened so far for the Cleveland Cavaliers over the last four years. Just to only watch LeBron host another Larry O'Brien trophy. And it's the fourth trophy, ironically, that he helped we four know, years ago. We know, Chevy. We know. So just saying oh. that that is my... Stephen Cavaliers pick for this season so far. You can tell that DJ Chevy DJs a lot of like bar mitzvahs and quinceañeras mm-hmm. and sweet sixteens because this is this definitely like a song. Yeah, this is definitely a song that would be requested by teenagers and angst that want to just sure. like sing and scream lyrics at the top of their lungs and have mm-hmm. tears falling on their face to a fucking Maroon Five song. Mm. Nail on the head, <laughs> man. Don't be hating on Maroon Five. I'm not hating. I used to have a little crush on Adam Levine. Oh my god. Of course. All right, who you got for the Atlanta Hawks, Robbie? Tell us. Okay, so I have to admit, this one was pretty tough. But what I kept coming back to in doing my research is that, you know, this season for the Atlanta Hawks was all about Trey Young and his development. I mean, in his second year, he made the jump. To becoming an all-star starter and he was carrying this team pretty much the entire season even though he was only doing it effectively on one side of the ball because he is terrible on defense and the reason I chose this song is again because the season was all about Trey Young and I couldn't find a song to really describe the Atlanta Hawks and their terrible defense and you know they've got other pieces John Collins they also acquired Clint Capella but at the end of the day the biggest threat to opponents facing this ATL Hawks team is Trey Young. So, therefore, my song is Glowed Up by Kat- Katranata. Mm. I don't know if y'all ever heard that song, but it's a good song. And in, in, the, first, in the first verse, um, it says, And it still ain't a goddamn thing they could tell me. What could compel me to jump in? Get a piece of the spread pudding, wake up, cake up, walking in the form of my elders, I'm glowed up. Bitch, don't I look like a pharaoh? I mean, I feel like that's something that Trey Young would be running his mouth to people up and down the court. My Um, guy, Trey. (laughs) And, you know, the second verse says, full power until we reach the maximum. Uh, and then he says, stacking my capital while carving my legacy. Now tell me, is you with me, with me, with me? And, you know, that's just Trey Young talking to his team right there and talking to the league, saying, like, listen, I'm here. I'm stacking my capital. I'm carving my legacy. Are you with me? Or are you against me? Let's get it. All right. How about you, Gabe? What you got for the Atlanta Hawks? I'm sorry. Once again, another lazy choice. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm going to just wrap it for you. Here we go. Welcome to Atlanta where the plague is played and we riding them things like every day. Big beats, history, see gangsters roaming and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. And- hey. Oh, yeah, you know what that is. That's Ludacris hey. and Steve, Jermaine Dupree. Yep. Basically <laughs> describing welcome to Atlanta. Players play. Trey, we riding them things like every day. Three-pointers. You know, he- he's a beast. Uh, big beats his streets. I don't know. Um, <laughs> gang- gangsters roaming the Eastern Conference. <laughs> and parties don't stop to eight in the morning. Uh, other teams winning championships. There we go. Was yeah. 
hard okay. for you too, Cheval? Um, I, I kind of alluded to Trey Young with my selection. Now you're gonna laugh based on how you described my pick so far. You're gonna laugh even more at this one. Oh boy. So I went with uh -oh. "We Are Young" by Fun. Oh no! Yeah, you I mean, definitely pretty DJ much. Bar this is pretty much. This is pretty much like. That's it. Like they're a young team. Trey Young, John Collins, in the way. Yeah. And if, if some people want to allude to this song as being just depressed about being old and you're in a bar where you need to be carried home. I mean, I guess that's what it is, you know, for the Atlanta. That's a direct correlation to you turning 30 this past weekend. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. I was thinking about that writing this. But, um, yeah, I mean, especially at this young of a team, I mean, there's not much to say besides, I mean, literally the song title, We Are Young, a.k.a. We Are Trey Young at this rate, because I don't think I'm watching anything Atlanta Hawks related unless I want to see Trey Young and do some crazy stuff. So, uh, you know, their season was ended. They were literally carried home after this uh, season was suspended <laughs> and not even invited to the bubble. So that's got to be the depressing part. They didn't get into the bubble. Um, maybe they're so ang angry they can set the world on fire. But yeah, that is it for the Atlanta Hawks. Okay, wasn't that terrible? We did, we did pretty okay, I think. Yeah. Yeah, next we time good. we'll... we'll uh... We'll give ourselves it's our first one, guys. We got to ease into this. Exactly. Yeah. Growing yeah, pains. You know. We'll get it right. We'll get it right. I kind of yeah, like we'll, that we'll we all kind of went in different directions here. Yes. Like Gabe stuck with like shit from back in the day, which was expected because <laughs> he's old. I kind of, I kind of, you know, threw in some some of the old and the new. And mm -hmm. Chevy, you you went with the most requested songs that you get at the places you uh, do your. Well, DJ. California Love is is something. I mean pretty you know yeah cultural song if yeah i was American a teenager i would song. definitely request california love for a song i don't think many teenagers know about that song though yeah they don't know about exactly. yeah they don't that's <laughs> that's our time guys we're, we're old we're past that it's 96 it's like these guys are now at i don't know what 2020 you don't know about tupac yeah fine All right, so for our last segment here on this episode is our All-NBA Team segment. This week, we are doing the category of All-NBA Clutch Team of the 2019-2020 season specifically. Gabe, Robbie, All-Clutch Team. What you got for us, Robbie? All right, so I'll try and keep it short and sweet. Uh, let's start with... James Butler. I mean, what more can we say that hasn't already been said? At one point, he was ranking first among players with points scored in the clutch, according to StatMuse. Um, and, and listen, when he's not drawing fouls, hitting crucial free throws, or making those big fourth quarter threes that he started making out of nowhere this season, he's uh -huh. being clutch on the defensive end, getting steals and being a pest to his opponents. I think that, you know, especially following his performances in the NBA Finals, it's safe to say he belongs on this team. My next uh, All-NBA Clutch team player, Damian Lillard. Yes. Why is Damian Lillard on here? Well, we all know he had that one game versus the Clippers where he missed those two clutch free throws that had Pat Beverly barking like a little chihuahua and way off P running his mouth on social media. But this guy was named the MVP of the bubble for a reason 
And there is definitely a reason that fourth quarters have been renamed Dame Time. So he definitely belongs on here. Next, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. He's always had the clutch gene, but I think he really displayed it in the bubble. Uh, there was that over uh, double overtime win versus Utah in the seeding games where he hit the shot that kept the Nuggets in the game to force double overtime. And also, he had two Game 7 triple-doubles in the playoffs this season. I mean, to me, that's fucking wild. I think that, you know, everyone's talking about Jamal Murray, and he certainly really broke out in the bubble, but it's all about Nikola Jokic on this clutch team for me. Uh, up next, the old man, the point god, Chris Paul. The guy is old and he's still doing it. He is an automatic bucket at the free throw line in the clutch. He is so good at getting through freaking rolls to hit up that pull up jumper in the clutch. And at one point, he was one of the top players leading the league in steals during during the clutch. So, and you know, we also got to give him credit because he's very good at complaining to the refs. I don't know if that uh, adds to his clutchness or not, but I threw that his in there. His grumpiness. My fifth player on my All-NBA Clutch team, the Spider, Donovan mm. Mitchell, okay. ranks third in points scored in the Clutch in the regular season and in the playoffs. Uh, you know, going back to that same double overtime game against the Nuggets, uh, even though it resulted in a loss for Utah, Mitchell scored five points in the final 10 seconds of the fourth to tie the game and added eight points in the first overtime's final two minutes to keep his team in it. And I mean, honestly, we, we all can't forget about the duel between him and Jamal Murray in, in their playoff series. And like that 157 point performance he had, he definitely belongs on this team. So those are my five guys. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Gabe, what about you? Who's your top five? Okay, so of the five guys, four of the guys averaged 30 points in the playoffs. And uh, one wasn't too shabby himself. So we're going to start with, of course, Dame Time, Mr. Lillard. And as you guys know, I'm a numbers guy. So he was averaging 37 points, four rebounds, nine assists, one steal in 41 minutes. He got Portland to a 6-2 and two record to qualify for the playoffs. And he was playing out of his mind. So definitely Dame Time is on that list. Number two, Jamal Murray. Yes, Jamal Murray. He averaged 32 points a game. Five and a half rebounds, six assists per game, while shooting 92% from the charity stripe and 53% from three. So he was on his game. I don't know if he was an all-star prior to the bubble. He may have been, but I'm not really sure. I don't think so. But he he sure played like one in, in, uh, in the playoff bubble. Yeah, uh, he's been in Jamal Murray, right? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. The West is always loaded, so he may not have been, but he deserved to be on this year. Had you know the season was you know before the bubble happened. But uh, next on the list is um, Devin Booker. Also, 31 points, four rebounds, six assists. He led the Suns to a perfect 7-0 record. Unfortunately, they didn't qualify for the playoffs, but he was playing as good as anyone in the bubble from the start, you know. So uh, I'm going to have uh, my boy Devin Booker on the list. And next, Luka the God, 30-10-10, or 48% field goal percentage. Um, yeah, I mean... I believe when LeBron James is done playing, Luka Doncic will take over the league. I mean, there's, you know, you got your KDs, you got the Anthony Davises of the world, you got, you know, James Harden, and all these other superstars that are roaming around. I feel like Luka is the most closely resembled to LeBron James' game 
as far as being, you know, the best all-around player in the league next to LeBron James. And finally, this guy, I wouldn't say he's clutch, but he had really good moments. And, you know, I talked about him previously on another podcast, but I'm going to give credit to Michael Porter Jr. Before the bubble, the guy barely mm-hmm. played any games in the NBA. He was always on the bench. He was hurt. You know, he was essentially a rookie. So in the bubble, you know, he was averaging 22, nine rebounds and two assists on 55% field goal shooting and uh, 42% from three. So, you know, like I said, he had his moments. He had a lot of blunders in the Clippers series, but he did drop 37 on uh, Oklahoma City. So, um, you know, like I said, he might not be the most clutch guy, but just seeing his growth from not playing anything or any games prior to that to actually doing pretty well in the bubble was, you know, it speaks volumes to his game and why Denver selected him. Yeah, I think we kind of all have most players except one or two. So just to kind of we'll go over what was already mentioned, I got Chris Paul, Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, and Lillard on my list. Uh, I think those guys are all mentioned so far. All, all great points, guys. I mean, I don't really have much to add beyond what you guys said. Uh, Dame Time is one of the ones that stuck out to me on this category first and foremost. Obviously, you got to give the guy credit for having his own quote-unquote Dame Time. Uh, the guy that I'm going to throw into the loop uh, for, you know, most of the season, I think in the playoffs, especially in that Miami series, he disappeared. But uh, Jason Tatum, uh, I'm going to add him, you know, the regular season, you know, the last five, coming out to the last five minutes of the ball game, he was, he was shooting the ball 50%. Uh, it's uh, Chris Paul actually technically leads if you want to look at analytics and data and the stats for NBA.com. Chris Paul is leading as the most clutchest player, according to this, um, was shooting 52% from the field. But in the last five minutes, Tatum was one of the guys that shoots uh, 50%. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is shooting 40, 41%. So if you're going to throw him on the list, I mean, I'm going to shoot, you know, put my guy in uh, for shooting 50%. So Jason Tatum rounds out my top five pretty much there. Wow. No LeBron James. Are you okay? You good? Well, I mean, if we're looking at this season, there really wasn't many clutch moments. So wow. for the Lakers, I you got to put the guys. I'm disgusted with you. You got to put the guy. It doesn't mean he's not clutch this season. He just didn't have a reason. Nope. If, if you're going to talk about most clutch, guys, I mean, we can't talk about a whole basketball game. You got you got to talk about the last five minutes over time. I mean. Make sure true. you make sure you detail that in your I Love LeBron episode. Yes, please do. Please do. I mean, it's such a subjective thing. It, you can't always, you, you can't force yourself to be clutch unless there's a reason to be clutch. So if the reason's not there, guess what? I, I mean, is Giannis clutch? He didn't have to reason. He didn't need to be clutch. They were blowing everybody out of the water. So what? Lead the lead the East to just lose it in the semifinals? So. I love riling yeah. you up. Also, uh, worth <laughs> noting, we're going to have our lineup. Uh, we're going to have our soundtracks and our lineups up on, so- on our social media, most likely Instagram stories. And everyone will get to vote on their favorite soundtracks and their favorite lineups and if they have their own lineups and their own songs that they want to add they can share it yeah go ahead and hit us up i'm really curious to see what uh, other people think about for the nba soundtrack especially these three teams since we kind of had a difficult time with it this time around but uh hope it gets better for us but yeah definitely with some all nba teams here that we're working to do you want to tease any of the other nba uh all nba team categories robbie or well we're should we hold that back we're gonna have a guest we're going to have a guest next episode. I'm sure you were going to tease it, but I beat you to it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we've we got a few we got a few funny ones. We're probably going to do something involving all the floppers, the best floppers. We're going to do something for the finessers. We'll do a best dress. 
and worst dressed all NBA team. We'll do overrated and underrated all NBA teams. We're gonna do we're gonna do a lot. We have we have a few tricks up our sleeves to get us through this off season, however long it lasts. So definitely stick with us. I wish I could add Tim back nice. the worst dressed team because he was awful. But best no here is there. <laughs> that was your swag, man, back in those days. Hey, hey, don't say me like that, though. Two thousand. <laughs> the MySpace pictures. Come on, Gabe. We all know. Don't, don't make nah, us pull out receipts, Gabe. Nah, play yeah, we got receipts, Come baby. On, Tim. Come on, Tim. Thank you, bro. All right, guys. Any shout-outs for today's episode? I've got a quick one. I want to give a quick little shout out to, and I won't, I won't get too political here. I promise. The Commission on Presidential Debates for finally making the decision to mute yes. the mics of both Joe yes. Biden and Donald Trump during yeah. the next and final presidential debate going down this Thursday. Finally. Because yes. watching that first presidential debate was just the most fucking cringeworthy i mean i was just like so bad. i wanted to go hide under my bed with my cat i just so it was it was bad it was awful i was like yo this is the best we could do as a country really uh-huh. this is the best we can do have X. two 70 year olds fighting uh-huh. like fucking kindergartners on stage with the moderator <laughs> trying to shut them up and not being able to do no so success. i mean yeah so that's my shout out yep Okay. How about you, Gabe? Yeah, I know you. You cannot come for the third week on yeah. no, without got, a shout out. By the way, I actually got two. I got two. So first of Why all, why use two, Robbie? Okay, let's yeah. go. <laughs> they both they, they're both UFC fighters. I want to shout out to my boy Brian Ortega. He was he had a two year layoff. He came back this weekend to beat the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jang. So Brian Ortega is next in line to take the uh, lightweight title from uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. So shout out to Brian Ortega. He had a lot of personal demons and, you know, changing his uh, his his gym, his team. So he came back with a dominant victory. So shout out to Brian Ortega. My next guy I'm shouting out is a, a big fight this weekend. My guy, Justin Gaethje, taking on Habib Nurmagomedov. So this should be a hell of a battle, a great main event. I think everyone's waiting for this fight. I'm rooting mm-hmm. for Justin to beat uh, Habib, who's undefeated. So, uh, yeah, definitely hats off to Justin Nagechi and uh, Brian Ortega. All right. I, I got a shout out to the Tampa Bay Rays. They're in the World Series. I'm not really the biggest baseball guy, but man, Tampa Bay teams are killing it so far in sports. And uh, again, it's a Cali and Florida showdown here in the World Series. So, I right. hope the Rays go ahead and win. And, um, you know, pretty much that is one of my only shout-outs here, to be honest with you. I'm on my game shit this week. I don't have many shout-outs. But, uh, <laughs> you know, actually, you I'll just say this. You didn't outright come out and be like, I don't have a shout-out this week. <laughs> oh, this wow. is true. This is all true. <laughs> wow. I just want to shout-out. I guess I could say, since I have a podcast that's active during my birthday right now, uh, you know, shout out to everybody that, that wished me happy birthday. I'll say that. Uh, you know, thank you. To the, the entire Baseline Times team, you know, everybody was really nice. So, appreciate y'all. Uh, day drinking at 30 is, is different. It didn't, it was, I was underprepared for that. So, I'll, I will say that. Uh, it's all downhill from 30, huh? I mean, you got you got a kid and you're 30, bro. You're just like, you're going to hell now. It's like, it's over. Rap. I'm built different, Gabe. I'm built different. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you, you'll be good, though. Yeah, it's nothing to it but to do it, you know? I'm built different, Gabe. All right, I'm built different. We built different, baby. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, let, me, let me do a little fun fact here about me. Um, I actually play, it's random, 
completely random. I play every music genre under the sun except for country music. So I want to let y'all know. So I should have did better tonight in tonight's category of picking soundtracks for the teams, but I didn't want to volunteer that information out. But yes, I play everything under the sun going back to probably the 1970s. So yeah, next week well, I'm with the heat. Well, I mean, if people feel like you don't know shit, they can. Where can they tweet you at? Uh, Gabe XL on Twitter and uh, Ella G84 at uh, on Instagram on the gram. Wait, where can we find you, Robbie? Yeah, come critique my soundtracks at Robin Hood with an H and a Y on Instagram and Twitter. I will happily welcome your criticism, and I'll probably Me just too. like curse you out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe I don't know tweet at me you'll find out <laughs> as always you guys can find me at baseline chevy on twitter hit us up let us know what's good with these all nba clutch teams also uh follow us on twitter instagram at baseline times you can find us on the web www.baselinetimes.com yes coming up next episode so make sure you Ooh. tune in it's gonna be fun gangster <laughs> <laughs>